now I made a mistake and everything's ruined. Welcome to episode number four of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les. With me today are my co-host, Dee and Lenore. Tonight, we're talking about long-form writing, but first, let's talk about our mediums and poison. Dee, what's your poison tonight? Well, after last episode, I've kind of gone up a few rungs on the coffee ladder. Oh, good. And <laughs> That doesn't take much. Um, I'm still not where I need to be, but... This is the first full week that I'm out of school, so I'll be able to get to a proper coffee place. But the only decent coffee in my grocery store that was whole bean was a Starbucks Pike Place. Hmm. So I got that. It's black, no horrible creamer in it this time. Oh, hmm. good. So, yeah. Excellent. And uh, for my medium, I'm using a blue neon casemate and one of less's notebooks because um i've gotten back into solo rpg tabletop rpging so to speak Mm -hmm. i don't know if either of you have heard of like game books basically choose your own adventure but more than that Mm. where you like i haven't yeah like you create a character based on a rule set and then like you by yourself go through the adventure and it's it's something like turn to page 23 turn to whatever but I've been using your notebooks less to keep track of my characters mm. and draw little maps and commentary. So, oh, cool! That's what I've been doing. Cool. What about you, Lenore? What's your uh, poison today? I'm drinking a pale ale from Goodwood, which is a local brewery in Louisville, and we have this. We have this really vibrant um, local brewery scene in Louisville. It's really, really nice to be able to get lots of good stuff. Um, and I was actually thinking as we were. Uh, as I was coming home to to record today, that uh, I should just try to get a different local beer for every episode and see how long I can keep Mm. that up before I run out of things I like. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I should tell you, I I also wanted to tell you guys, this is so funny that there's a, um, there's a, a little brewery place that we go to like a block and a half from our house. Uh, and it's uh, it's just around the corner from where my daughter takes her piano lessons. So on Mondays, my husband and I take her to piano, and we go around the corner and we get a beer <laughs> while she's at piano lesson. That's awesome. You know, because it's only half a block away, and it would be a block and a half to have to walk all the way home. And then she gets done, and we come home and cook dinner. So it's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And I'm writing with the... Um, CW Pencil Enterprise Editor Pencil, the one with the uh, graphite on one end and the red on the other, the Karen Dash. How do you like it? Um, I I like it for its purpose, but uh, the graphite's way too hard for me. Okay. It's, I mean, it's a really nice pencil, but you guys know how I love the, you know, soft core. <laughs> hmm. And this one's, huh. uh, yeah, this one's a little too hardcore Sorry. for me, but, um, no, I do, I do really like it. And it's nice in this Calipino notebook that I'm writing in for the, for the mm. you know, for RSVP. I, it's nice in that. Um, but nice. I was at a teaching and learning conference all day and I was using a 205 in a word notebook and it was, it was a nice combination. Very nice. 
What's this boiled peanut thing that I see under what's your poison? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I finished them. I Yeah, I was no. eating some boiled peanuts, which I know is a polarizing subject for some people, but I thought it was kind of funny. But then, then I, I ate them all and forgot. So, yeah. <laughs> My mom was visiting. I, I actually... And we made a bunch of, we like made a giant batch of boiled peanuts, so I've been eating them out of the fridge. I actually really, um, I visited Virginia, God, like, 20 years ago and I that was one of the things that we went and got was boiled peanuts I actually really enjoyed them yeah um yeah they're the thing I think with boiled peanuts is that people have definite ideas about peanuts and so they see a thing that looks like a peanut they think they know what to expect and then they taste it and it's different there's cognitive dissonance and it's all terrible and what you need to be thinking when you eat boiled peanuts you need to not be in the mindset of like roasted peanuts that you've had experience with before but you need right. to be thinking about edamame because that's uh, yeah, really yeah. you know it's more in that kind of category and if you could if they didn't look like something you knew and they had a different name and you just tried them you'd be like oh these are great um yeah. you know but because you have this kind of preformed thing that doesn't match i think that's you know, it causes un- uh, it causes discomfort for people, <laughs> and then they just interpret that as disliking them. But I think they're really, I think people really, uh, really kind of go the wrong direction on those for people for reasons that are generally unexamined. I have theories mm. about boiled peanuts. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've never developed any. I never developed any theories about boiled peanuts, but I certainly enjoyed them when I was in Virginia. So yeah, and a yeah. lot of people do not enjoy them if they first encounter them as adults. Well, so I was introduced to them, and, and I was told you're going to think these are effing weird, but you've got to try them because it's Virginia. Okay, that's um, a really good intro, though. That's a that's a good baseline yeah. to set for people. And maybe, maybe if you started with that, with, uh, with people, um, more people would like them. Yeah. And also, I mean, I am, I think I've told you about this before. I'm an adventurous eater and I will try anything once. And then if I don't like it, I'll never do it again. And that's, that, that's, that's a life philosophy as well. So. Um, but so like, I, I definitely remember enjoying them, but I think it's one of those things that I've got to try again too. So, you know, maybe the next time I make it down your way, I'll have you take me for some boiled peanuts. Definitely. Definitely. There's a couple of places in town that make really nice ones, but, um, I, I think that it's actually important to try things twice because I think a lot of times we get stopped on our first attempt by just the weirdness of something. And this was actually like my first experience with kimchi in college. I tried it at a, you know, international dinner or whatever. And it was just so completely foreign. I couldn't even wrap my head around it. You know, it was because, you know, growing up in Jupiter, North Carolina, there's like not, I I hadn't encountered anything like that before. I'd never had, I'd never had um, Indian food at that point. I'd never had anything that was kind of intensely flavored. I hadn't had a lot of fermented foods. And so that was really weird for me. And it was 20 years before I tried it again. And of course, as soon as I tried it again, I really liked it because I'd tried so many other things in the meantime, but it made me avoidant of it for a long time. So I, I try to try things twice because, um, because novelty can be really difficult. Mm. Well, I think I think you've you broached on another like really polarizing topic, the idea of kimchi, um, because there's really, really good kimchi and then there's really, really bad kimchi. 
Um, yeah. And, but I, I didn't know. have the tools to assess at the time. I have no yeah, idea absolutely. if what I was eating was good or bad. I just well, knew I, mean, I couldn't also cope. Different, yeah, there are different levels, too. Like, I like cucumber kimchi and um, daikon chip kimchi and uh, kimchi like that. But I don't like the cabbage kimchi mm. or kimchi with fish sauce in it. Uh-huh. So, but there are all these different kinds. There's a whole world of kimchi. So, I don't know. Yeah, we, right? We, yeah. We we could talk about food all night, couldn't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could. I could talk about <laughs> we food We might have to night. do an after dark episode about just, like, weird <laughs> yeah. food that we've eaten. Yes, please. Yes. Anyway, I yeah, that was that was way off topic, but, you know. I mean, is there off topic? Yes. We've we've discussed this. Is there any such thing as off topic for us, really? No, we're tangential. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Les, what no. are you drinking? <laughs> um, I, so I've I've got multiple things going. I've got half a can of seltzer ra- that is raspberry and lime flavored. I've got half a cup of coffee, which is it's a George <coughs> Howell, and I forget which bean I brewed this morning. And I've also got a can of Clown Shoes Baked Goods Ale, um, which is, it's local, it's delicious, but it's super hoppy. And it's delicious because I let it warm up. When it was cold, I was like, whoa, this is way too hoppy for me. Um, but it's it's pretty delicious now that it's warmer, oh, okay. which I know is like a strange thing for beer to say it's it's better or warmer. Um, well, you but could I'm, just substitute not as cold and then that... Yeah. I mean, because it's not actually warm, <laughs> right? You didn't take it past room temperature. No, no. It's 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 about room temperature at okay. this point. And it's, it's pretty perfect there because all the other flavors are coming out and the hoppiness um, is not as pronounced with the other flavors in it. And it does, it does have kind of a baked goods flavor. Cool. But it's local. So, and I could, I, I enjoy, they make a Clementine beer that is amazing. Um, so I've got to get that one of these days for a, while I'm, while we're recording. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, so good. I'm also, I'm writing with two things. I've got an Apsara, is it Apsara? Apsara? Anyway, Black Beauty. It's one of those black pencils I posted a couple weeks ago that I got from India. It's, you know, it's all black with a little red, jaunty red end cap. And then, uh, a couple of stripes printed onto it in red foil they're re- they've got a super nice core. It's a little harder than some of the super darks. Um so it holds a point longer and I'm I'm loving it. Um and I also I've got a Jinhao 992 fountain pen. I bought they're they're 2 bucks on eBay. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I got them so I can mess around with shaping nibs because I really want oh, an architect yeah. grind nib. So I just I wanted some super cheap pens that I can just fool around with the nibs and practice grinding on. And uh, so, they, but the thing is, even even without grinding them, they're super, they're like surprisingly nice. They they write as well as a Platinum Preppy. And they're two bucks. So I got six of them. Which is only ruin. 66% of the cost of a Platinum Preppy. This is true. So, yeah. I mean, that's an amazing deal, right? It is. A, it's a very good deal. So I'm excited about playing with those. And when I when I get my nib grinding well enough, I'm going to send each of you one of them with a, a dip like a nib that I've that I've done. So we'll see how that works out. I might just ruin all six of them. We'll see. You remind me <laughs> nice. of uh, one of my 
friends when I was in graduate school who, um, he was a big <laughs> camper, rock climber, you know, outdoor kind of person. And he, mm-hmm. he always said, you don't really own your gear until you've destroyed it and brought it back to life. Yeah. You got to fix it. <laughs> got to make it yours. Yeah. So we'll see if I fix it or may, or, or destroy it. <laughs> I, I might have to order some, some replacement nibs for my $2 pens. Um, I also just finished binging on season three of Bosch. Have you guys, it's an Amazon original show. Have you guys seen it? No, haven't even heard of it till today. Oh my God. It's, um, it's definitely binge worthy. It is if law and order were gritty and really good, it would be Bosch. Um, the main character is always in trouble. He always does the wrong thing. He's kind of sort of shady, but he always like toes the line on the law. And he always comes out sort of on top in the end, but every every season he's wrapping up the season before, so you get to see the legal side of the season before, and I'm talking with my hands, which you guys can't see. Um, so he's wrapping up the season before, but that's in the legal process, and then he's always investigating several crimes that may or may not be linked, and you don't know if they are. So it's really just sort of like on your toes. And the first couple of episodes, you're like, what the hell is going on here? And then it like comes out and you're like, whoa, that's awesome. And it's one of the few shows that I've watched where I, I haven't been like, well, I know who done it until the second to the last episode. And they're revealing it anyway. So it's it's really well done. That's so cool. Nice. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, all right, so are we ready to move into what's new? Yes. All right, D, what's new in your world? Um, well, it's, it hasn't entered my world yet, but uh, these products might, actually. Um, Blackwing has a couple things. Um, they have the two notebooks now that are officially out, the Summit and the Clutch. Um, the Clutch is obviously the smaller one. Um, same size as the Field Notes. Uh, comes in a three pack. Um, it's fourteen ninety five for mm-hmm. three, but the paper is a hundred psm and it has a soft matte mm. black cover. Now, I'm wondering if that is the the summit says that the cover material mm-hmm. is just like the material available in the popular Blackwing slate, which is kind of like a rubbery feel. Um, so if that's the case with the clutch too, like. All right, fourteen ninety five. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't buy them, but you know, I mean, th- I'm on the edge of changing my mind though because when I looked at them further, <laughs> the line version is actually ledger like. It's a landscape uh, lined journal, mm. and it has a line down the middle and then like a, a header. So I see that being yep. useful for me. So maybe I'll get a three-pack. I don't know. Um, and then the Summit is just a regular, uh, you know, seven and a half by 10 inch notebook. Same kind of cover. Um, it comes cool. in three options of duck grid, plain, and mm. wool. So, but that is $21.95. And I, I can't bite on that one. Um, but... The more interesting thing, um, the Blackwing Point Guard has actually come back around. Um, it kind of got a lot of 
a lot of press when it first came out because some of them weren't fitting pencils, some of them were leaving marks on pencils, even um, Blackwing's own pencils were having issues with Blackwing's own point guard. Um, but now they've released an option to buy a three-pack, so you'd get the, the black, the silver, and the gold. And there was a thread, uh, you know, in the Erasable group, and uh, Charles Berlsheimer actually commented and said that the design in the new run it has been updated, so there's more flexibility with the fit, of, you know, with the variation of pencil diam diameters and lacquer thickness. So he, he says that it eliminates the slight marking of lacquer that some people had concerns about. Um, and then the updated models even fit the Caran d'Ache Graphwood pencils now. So so here's, here's, here's the question I have. How can it fit both the Caran d'Ache Graphwood, which is a much larger size pencil than the any of, of the black wings. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you. In fact, I think I have both near me. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, if it fits the graph foot, that's great, but that means, in theory, wouldn't that be loose on a regular size pencil? Then? Yeah, unless they have something inside it that adjusts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the whole... That would solve everything. Yeah. Have some kind of O-ring situation. Yeah, that's been brought up on the group many times. Yeah, so I have both. And yeah, I mean, the graph foot is actually a lot bigger than I initially thought. I guess I never held it next to. So yeah, if it fits mm -hmm. the graph wood, I would assume, I mean, my graph woods are all sharpened, pre-sharpened. But if I put, mm -hmm. you know, the, the finished end next to the end of an unsharpened pencil, I mean, we're talking, I'd say eyeballing it, maybe like a millimeter or two bigger. Yeah. Well, because the I always have to use the graph wood in the silver um, Derwent pencil holder when they're short, and okay. uh, a regular black wing goes into the black Derwent. So the black Derwent I think holds between seven and eight millimeters, where the black or the the silver holds nine to ten millimeters. So there there's there's a significant difference in size. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, again, I'm not going to... I don't really like them anyway. Um, and this has nothing to do with me not liking Blackwing, because I, I actually like their stuff. But I prefer something that is pennies. Um, I like the Tombow uh, interlocking pencil caps or the Kutsua Stad ones, the metal. Yeah, I, I have the metal ones, and those are my favorite. Because I can... Yeah, I mean... I can adjust them for any size pencil. Yes. And I also am just worried, like, you know, with the point guard, I'd be afraid of, like, losing the thing. Mm. I don't know. And for 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 a point guard to be that, you know, expensive, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's something I would lose. But then again, I don't lose handheld sharpeners, so I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we'll see. I'm sure some people in the group will purchase and report back. That's usually my MO these days. Just let other people buy stuff. Lurking is effective. <laughs> yes. I'm also broke, so there's that. <laughs> um, so that's really it for me. Um, I've kind of come off a whirlwind of final exams, so I really haven't been paying attention much. So, What about you, Lenore? I, um, You guys have heard me before talking about how I try to avoid spoilers, and it's really, really hard. 
a lot of times to avoid spoilers. And the reason that I want to avoid spoilers is that um, I just, I never get anything that's a surprise. So, you know, having the experience of getting something in my mailbox and opening it up and not knowing what's in it is not something that happens, right? So I have these subscriptions and I'm trying, when the subscriptions are coming out, I'm like, I'm not clicking on the email and I'm trying to kind of unfocus my eyes as <laughs> pictures go past on scrolling through the erasable group and, you know, whatever. But I, I almost never managed to avoid the spoilers on things. And so the other day I got home and my husband was like, oh, you got something in the mail. It looks like it could have been a picture or something. I'm like, so what is this? So I go and I, it's a, it's from Field Notes and it's a flat envelope. And I opened it up and I think we're past spoiler time now. And it was the blue, blue, blue books. It was the blue books <laughs> from Field Notes, uh, the subscriber extra, right? And it's such a cute idea. I, I love this idea. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I, I used to be, I used to use blue books when I had smaller classes and could cope with scoring an essay exam. Um, I used to use blue books because they're really a convenient, um, like when you have a stack of stuff to carry around and score, it's really nice having those be a uniform size and format. And that's, that's why I used them instead of having people use their paper or whatever. And it gives people more room to work and you can have them, you can, you can set parameters like, you know, start each question on a new page or um, use two pages per question or something like that. And then you could flip all of them to the same page and grade through the whole stack. And so I've used blue books. I've had an intimate relationship with these objects in the past. And so it was kind of a little bit nostalgic and also a little bit what um, PTSD <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, as a at the same time, you know, and, um, but the, it comes with this letter about the exam instructions that you're supposed, you know, there's like an assignment for those blue books that you're supposed to do and send back in, um, and a, and a giveaway program. So, um, it's, it's pretty cool. And it was, it was really a huge treat to have something I didn't know was, coming and I didn't know what was going to be in it. And I'd heard rumblings, you know, I'd seen a couple things. Oh yeah, there's a thing. They're taught there's already spoilers over on the on the Field Nuts group and I'm like, "Well, I'm not going over there." <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually managed to avoid the spoilers this time, which was really nice too. So I'm kind of excited about it. I haven't decided if I'm going to submit an entry yet because I'm not you know, I'm not really that kind of a writer, I guess, but um but I might, you know. How many pages are in it? Ooh, um, you know what? I am. I think someone said eight. Like eight for... sheets or no, eight pages? Like I saw eight pages, so I would assume. I mean, then again, the blue books. I mean, the the blue books I use have like several pages, um, mm. more than four. So maybe eight, or maybe they. Just I actually. And people said it was kind of like shitty, like the lines Crappy were kind of crooked or something. Well, I mean, that's in keeping with the blue book. I've, I've actually got some official blue books that um, I got out of a recycle thing at, at school. Yeah. Like uh, a professor had tossed them in there. Uh-huh. Let me see. Let me pull one. So they're actually, um, 
they're quite short. I don't think you could use them for an exam. Um, they're the cover plus two sheets, oh. which makes oh, that's... four leaves or eight pages. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. so I actually, I just pulled out, it's actually a green book because it's Roaring Sprinkle Springs uh, recycled version. Oh, right. Uh, Roaring uh, Sprinkle. And, Sorry, <laughs> Roaring Sprinkles. I know. I, I can't, I've had trouble speaking today. I think it's because I imbibed so much over the weekend. Mm. <laughs> um, and it has eight leaves or 16 pages. So, you know, it would have been nice if they'd actually kept with that sort of length. Uh, but it's still, su- I think that's a super cool product. Yeah. But the, you know, the printing on this is pretty crappy. The paper inside is pretty crappy. You're not going to, I don't think I'm going to be writing anything in fountain pen in this. Like, no, they're, they're a consumable object. Paper. They really are. They're, they're a one use thing and that's fine. Cause that's what they're for. I mean, why would you put expensive yeah. thick paper into that? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't need to be archival materials. It probably shouldn't be archival materials. The blue books right. I've used actually have been really good quality. They're like obviously blue, but they have like a like a um like a lamp on the front of it, like a genie lamp. I don't know what those are called for real. It's an oil but like, lamp, right? Yeah, like it's like obviously an, academic. An oil it has lamp a flame. Thing. Yeah, it has like yeah. a flame, whatever. But the one I used for my exam this time was actually really good. I actually took two extra. <laughs> oh, nerd. I know, right? <laughs> Hmm. all right so lenore any more words about the blue books no except um do you guys want to do you want to hear the exam instructions or is that too spoilery do do we want to spoil it for everyone do we want to share them well i think by next week if you don't know about it you don't know about it okay if you if you're still trying to avoid spoilers on this or if you're not interested you know then this would be a good place to like skip a minute and a half forward in the podcast Um, But the letter from Field Notes Correspondence Schools, and let me tell you, this is some lovely letterhead here. It's it's adorable. Um, The the motto is getting smarter one letter at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that tickles me, but it does. Dear students, the year is winding down and summer vacation is on all our minds, but it's time for this year's final exam. You've worked very hard throughout the term. Well, most of you. So a solid effort on this exam and some extra credit will help boost your grade and possibly win you a prize. This is especially true for those of you who neglected to read James Fenimore Cooper's 1841 novel, The Deerslayer, and mistakenly submitted book reports based on the 1978 film, The Deer Hunter. I should also tell you that this is written in courier font, so it looks typewritten. Exam instructions. Using one of the enclosed blue books, please submit a written essay relating a notable dramatic or humorous event that happened to you while you were in elementary or high school. These will be graded on creativity, punctuation, spelling, and penmanship. Please mind your margins. Extra credit. In that same blue book, Compose a series of two or three rhyming couplets summing up the same event that you have related in your main essay. Mind your form, rhyming, meter, and again, penmanship. And then it tells you how to submit it and what the prizes are. And it's, um, it, but it's, it's just all so adorably tongue in cheek and such a nerdy little yeah. in jokey kind of thing. I just, I just love it. I love it. These are my people, you know? Yeah, that sounds really kind of hilarious and fun. 
Like, who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't have any good stories. Oh, please. Come on. I know. I was largely ignored in high school, which I I think is kind of the best you can hope for. (laughs) In high school, yes. Yeah. I mean, going back, I was the asshole that probably ignored Juvenar. I was like a rabble rouser. Yeah, no, I was really looking to be ignored because to be singled out was... Didn't look like fun from where I was standing. No. But no, that's that's a really cute... uh, little extra and and did it you said it said what the prizes are yeah do you want to know yeah yeah absolutely. yeah um so two of each will be awarded the first one is a run of 250 customized field notes memo books with your logo signature or trademark on the back whoa uh, yeah, right? Right? That's awesome. The second is a copy of Draplin Design Company, pretty much everything, signed to you personally by Aaron Draplin. Mm. And third is a free one-year renewal to your Field Notes quarterly sub- quarterly edition subscription. Those are all awesome. The first I one know, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, and but see, people... I just want to participate. I'm not even thinking about prizes because I harbor no yeah. illusions about my ability to write funny things that are going to win <laughs> contests. Well, and in true form, it's turning into people are trading single blue books so people can enter that aren't subscribers. I wonder what oh, do is with that, that what's happening? Yeah. How? How? I wonder. If... It should be subscriber only, meaning like, although it would take a while to cross check to see. Well, I mean, all they have to do is look up the off. address, right? The name in the database. True. I I wonder how they're. Well, gonna I'll deal tell you, that. they only sent one envelope to send it mm-hmm. back in. So if they're, you know, if they're only taking them submitted in the official envelope, then that's going to work itself right out. Yes, I didn't know that. Cool. All right, so um, that brings us to my new things. Um, have you guys listened to the Joey Cafone interview on Pen Addict? Yes. Oh my god, Not that was yet. okay. It's amazing. But you can spoil it. Okay. Well, there's no really no real spoiler. Brad apologizes for his Twitter t- tirade, and well, that's good. Joey is is an amazing interviewee. Um, he really he talks about the fact that there are several different places where they could have ordered the bags. And that they've finally settled on one based on the fact that they're funded and they might even go huge. So, you know, it, it was just a really good interview. Everyone should go and listen to it. Um, and and They Brad, were both very gracious with yeah. each other. That was yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was really. It kind of ugly. On Twitter, yeah. It, it, was, it yeah. was. It was ugly on Twitter. And I'm really glad that, you know. Brad was so good about it on his show and Joey was amazing. Yeah. So it's a really good interview. Nice. Um, just about, you know, it's, it's two guys with I Mike um, sitting around talking about making stuff and it's really good. Cool. So highly recommend nice. that. Um, do either of you bullet journal? I, I don't for a while. Okay. I did for a while, but then, like everything else in my life, I stopped doing it after like five days. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I've been following writer Carol for a really long time since his website first came out, and mm-hmm. I really like I I want to bullet journal. I just mm-hmm. it, it doesn't serve a function for me. So, 
Um, yeah. But anyway, he came out with a companion app for um, the bullet journal. And basically, okay. it's unfortunately it's for iOS only, which why Boom. do people do this? There are so many people like myself <laughs> who will not ever, I, I will not ever buy an iPhone. It just, it's never going to happen. And so. Yeah, I'm not going to join the cult of I. No, me either. Well, I'm so far entrenched in Android. So like. Right. You know? So I'm, I'm kind of sad that um, he is, he has yet to make it for Android. But it looks really cool. And so I think everyone should go and check it out, especially if you have an iPhone. And come on, Ryder, make it, make it for Android. And because yes. um, <laughs> it gives you a, like a place to like do daily reflections. Um, so there are quotes in there. Um, there are prompts for journaling. It's just, it looks really cool. And, and I want it. So come on, let's get it on Android. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, so I, I think that looks really cool. And nice. so my final new thing is the Baron Fig Experiment Special Edition Squire oh Pen. <gasps> I want it. Um, I, I, I want it too, and that's big for me to say. Yeah, that green with the little flask, Erlenmeyer flask on it, right? Did I get that right, Lenore? Is that an Erlenmeyer? Yes, it is. Well uh, done. Yes, yay. Um, People don't know the names for things. I'm really impressed with this. Um, it is a beautiful pen. It's That shade of green is awesome. I love the flask on the side of it, and I got it in my cart, and I just need to wait until... I have the fund. Here's my problem with this pen, which I want. (laughs) Um, I have really been enjoying grading with my platinum preppy with green Mm -hmm. ink in it. And what the, and I, I, I did buy a converter for the platinum preppy so that I could put the, you know, so that I could not have to use cartridges and I could use bottled ink. So, you know, that took it for, that took it up to about 10 bucks, which means if I buy, this pen, I'm paying sixty dollars for that little Erlenmeyer flask. Basically, well, and the and the color of green, the shade of green, because yeah. usually yeah, like it's gray gorgeous. Or... It's really, it's really pretty. Beautiful. But like, do I need that? Uh, you know, I do. Well, see, <laughs> I'm a sucker for like you know any kind of like, for example, the um, metal shop uh, bullet pencils. How they came in all the different colors. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And I like for once that they're kind of like moving away. Baron Fig, I'm talking about. Like, they're starting to offer some things with like colors that I like. Like, they had that really good journal with the salmon-y mm-hmm. yeah. dish. And now they have this. I mean, I'm going to start buying their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, I, I, ha- I have to I have to eat a little crow here because um, that is... Uh, on the pen, actually, because I've only seen this on my phone until right now. I'm seeing it on my computer screen for the first time. And the picture that they have, kind of the logo they have behind it in the ads is an Erlenmeyer flask, but this is, in fact, a round bottom or Florence flask on the pen. Okay. I have a, I have a quick question, Lenore. Uh-huh. So you're looking at the thing where it says experiment and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? They show a close-up. Okay. Like down towards the bottom of like 
chemistry notes are those actually legit or did they make stuff up uh it's like frame number seven i'm not seeing it is it under pens just keep scrolling Uh, no i just scrolled to the bottom of the page and it's not there oh it's on the experiment page son of a beach i cannot find it here wait yeah, shop experiment on. yeah so if you scroll oh there it is yeah. okay no i was i was like on i think i was on the buy now page okay let oh. me see let me see because i always question like when they make ads of not just barren fig just in general right um so you're asking if the stuff that's written in the notebook is legit is, you're, yeah you don't gotta get scientific just at a um, cursory glance it's, it's legit it, yeah yeah it looks for real yeah you got a little Ooh aromatic like with touch. an amid there and yeah they might have had somebody who actually knew something draw something or they might just <laughs> nice. be leaving most of it kind of nebulous enough that it's fine but yeah. either way they, well, i mean they could have pulled that structure off of wikipedia i've pulled lots of structures off uh, of wikipedia yeah. it's usually pretty good for that hmm. yeah no i always wonder that when, when companies have ads and they have like a, a backdrop of something if like they actually you know that it matters i just always wanted to know yeah but you know there's so many people who've had a little bit of chemistry and could actually put something right that it always really frustrates me when they put stuff up that's just stupid yeah you know like you know you'll see a formula like na2cl and i'm just like seriously have it is there nobody in the room who had one semester of high school chemistry and could tell you that na2cl is not a thing nobody nobody I even knew that, and I last time I took sciencey things was like middle school. See, right? So yeah, there's, um, there's. It's easy to write things that look like science things. and really fall apart at the breath of a butterfly. You well, know? isn't sodium chloride just NaCl? Right, right. So yeah, yeah. so like Na2Cl is twice as good, right? <laughs> That's like super sodium chloride or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's funny. Doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't happen on earth, you know, and I, I will say I am biased toward the chemistry that's actually possible on earth. Yeah. <laughs> because you never know what it could be. Elsewhere. Well, you, I wouldn't say you never know, but yeah, like, you know, if you get away, if you get to like incredibly intense pressures and high temperatures, you get to, other weird things happening so you know like i wouldn't say that there are no conditions under which you could actually force na2cl to happen but you're not going to have a bottle of it on your shelf no (laughs) (laughs) um so real quick and then we can move on so i really like the experiment i think it's awesome and Mm. i really wish they would offer just like matching notebooks yeah, when you posted the yeah. link, I thought it was going to be a green notebook, and I was going to have to, like, put off getting a root canal so I'd have money. <laughs> um, and then, this is a wish, this would never happen, like, inside would be, like, hex grid. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that'd be great. Or they can just get real sciencey and just do, like, a lab notebook. Mm. So. Yeah, and this is yeah, the other thing, awesome. you know, if they're using it. Like it's a, they're writing stuff like it's a lab notebook. Mm-hmm. They've got the, you know, the person with the gloved hand writing, yeah, writing stuff about their experiments. But the thing is that for a lab notebook, 
um, you really need to pick an ink that's going to be impervious to water and most common laboratory solvents getting spilled over it. Yeah. Because this is an archival document. And when I was in grad school, I actually, because I am who I am, I did a whole experiment with all of the black pens that I could find because I liked writing with black ink. And um, I took all of the black and black pen brands that I could find and like wrote samples with them and then just tried to remove them with all of the (laughs) solvents we used in the lab. And I settled on, you know, one specific pen and I don't remember now which one it is, which I should really see if I can recreate that. But, um, I used those for my entire graduate school, uh, the time, the entire time I was in the lab in graduate school. And it was good that I did because I did spill stuff over my notebook and I didn't lose my information because it was still, you know, it was still there. Even if I spilled, you know, some acetone or dripped some methanol on it or whatever, um, the information was still there. And with a lot of the inks, it's not. And green inks in particular tend to be not very robust in, in my um, in my experience. So, you know, this is another thing, like it's, it's a green pen and it's great and it's beautiful and I like it, but, um, I'm not sure I'd be, I would be experimenting with it a fair amount before I would try to use it for archival materials or laboratory records. Yeah. Like you're, you're backing me away from the ledge of jumping into this pen. I mean, not that that matters to me, but like $60 is a lot of money for me. Me too. And so that's why, like, I've put it into my cart and I'm going to hold it there for a while. I'm going to give myself a couple of days and and really see yes. if I still want it. Yeah. Well, you know what we should do? Mm. We should buy a three pack. Oh, and then get a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're going to do it, let's go all it's in. 20% off. For th- I mean, there's three of us. I can't help noticing. Yeah. And 20%. Yeah, we'd be saving like $36. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, let's talk about this after. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Joey's all like, "Oh, you guys, <laughs> almost had a sale." All right. So, all right, are so... we ready to move into our main topic? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So today we're talking about long form writing, the potential tools of pens, paper, pencil. And things that you might use for writing longer projects. So not just, you know, quick notes on the run, but, you know, novels, stories, short stories, uh, blog posts. Where, how do you, how do, what do you use? How do you use them? Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, in, in the show notes, I kind of broke it down into looking at pencils, pens, and paper. And then I also broke it down to mid-range items, higher-end and then techniques, because that's how I kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, yeah. So I, I, we've talked about the fact that I've done NaNoWriMo before. Yes. And the first time I did NaNoWriMo, I did it with fountain pens, gel pens, pencils, just about anything I get my, could get my hands on. And I failed at it. And it wasn't because of what I was writing. It, well, it was about the story, because I, I couldn't get into the story. Um. But one of the things that I noticed was that I definitely had a preference in a tactile fashion or feeling. I had a preference for tactile feelings when it came to what I was writing with and what I was writing on. And that made a big difference to me when I did NaNoWriMo this last most recent time where I won. 
and also for what I chose to do my next novel with. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of talk about the differences. So when I did the first NaNoWriMo, I stuck to HB pencils. Um, I was actually using the, well, actually they're probably more of a B, the um, Hindustan, uh, the casemates, the colored casemates. And I think they probably, I usually talk about them as having a B core. And mm -hmm. I, I, I had a lot of wrist and hand pain. And I think it's because I was death gripping my pencil. Um, yeah. And when I work with harder pencils, that happens. So when I started writing my most recent novel, I moved to using 2B pencils and even softer Hindustan pencils. And I only use HB on a intermittent basis. Like if I'm doing like a short section or I'm making notes, because for me, the glide of something 2B across the paper is much more enjoyable with that tactile feeling. And I tend to not death grip a 2B pencil because it glides really, really smoothly across the paper. What about you, you guys? Do you have a, a tactile preference for pencils or pens or whatever you're using to write with? Um, I, so I agree with you, Les. Um, I've been writing a lot with Pacemates because, hello, I have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And I do love them. And I death grip my pencils all the time. Like, since I've been a kid, in fact, I have a permanent little, like, bump on my middle finger from the way I hold my pencil. <laughs> yep. So, um... Me too. So, yeah, like, I thought about this because I'm going to be trying to, to write longhand when I work on my thesis for the next year. And as much as I love pencil and as much as I love Casemate... I don't know if that's going to be what I'm going to do because I, I can't spend like, like it's to the point where one page in my hand hurts mm -hmm. and stopping yeah. and starting like that. It's just the pro messes up my process. Right. Um, I can't do that. So here's a question. Do, do you notice a difference if you use a different grade of pencil? So the only different pencil that I used, um, extensively to test this theory um was really soft the mmx mm -hmm. and slightly but then i had the issue where like i was constantly sharpening right so i i couldn't tell because i wasn't able to write as long mm. so perhaps if i sharpen a few and just keep going and going and going yeah i can tell but really it, for me i think it's just the way i, I grip and hold things mm -hmm. i mean when i write like three pages after they're still indentation sometimes. Yeah. So, so I, so I have a question. Are you willing to try a fountain pen? I have a fountain pen. Okay. Um, I inked it up and it's sitting here. I used it maybe three or four times. What pen? Uh, the Twisby. Okay. Um, it's the neon greenish yellow, the eco okay. or echo. Um, I got a, I think a medium nib, mm -hmm. and I don't like it because it's too big okay. for me. So, okay. So, it, okay, go ahead. The, the next time we get together, I'm going to have you try my my uh, Echo with the extra fine nib and see if you like it. And the other thing with the Twisby nibs that I've noticed is that they're often, out of the box, a little scratchy. Um, so, like, all of my nibs, I've tweaked a little bit and they are 
um, smoother than a standard out of the box nib because I've, I've you know, I've, I've smoothed them out. So you might find that you like an extra fine or even a fine nib better than that. Okay. And if that's the case, that'd be a really good it. idea because I haven't written with it because it's, so. it's almost the medium's too thick to where like some of my letters kind of bleed together and I don't write in cursive. I print and that's another issue. I feel like with the fountain pen printing mm -hmm. is yeah. a different experience because I don't know, I haven't used fountain pens extensively, but I just, I, I feel like maybe if I had a finer point, it would just be, or a finer nib, it'd be easier. I think it helps you cultivate a lighter touch too, if that's a goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And fountain pens will help you cultivate that lighter touch because you're, well, you're not going to end up springing your nib if you don't cultivate the lighter touch. Um, but it also feels better if you use a lighter touch. So you're sort of forced to loosen yourself a little bit. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to get together and have you play with fountain pens and see, because I've got a bunch of them, and we can figure out one, like, nib size that you like, um, inks that you like, as well as, so did I already say nib size? Yeah, so, nib size, and then also grip, because grip makes a big difference in fountain pens. You might find okay. out that you like a Lamy grip more okay. than the Twisby. So, cause um, I, I got an ink sampler from, oh my god, I can't remember the name, main place that sells ink and fountain pens. Goulet, Anderson. Goulet, Goulet. Okay. So, it's like multicolored ink, like mm -hmm. I've got like a range of colors, and like, I'm disappointed that there's some noodlers in there. Yeah, I won't give you any noodlers, although I will say that noodlers, Heart of Darkness Black is super nice. But I've got a nice black from D. Atramentis called Deepwater Obsession, which is super nice. Um, okay. It's not waterproof like the Noodlers, but you know a lot of companies just really like Noodlers. It sells really well. He has nine billion colors. It doesn't matter what his political bull crap is um, to the to the places that sell him. So you know yeah. it's unfortunate. But yeah, Goulet um, and Noodlers goes go way back. Yeah, no, so I have, like, some really cool stuff. I mean, I have a Deatramentis, mm -hmm. um, the Mahatma Gandhi. It's, like, an orange. Ooh, nice. And a bunch of diamines. Is that how you okay. say it? Yeah, diamine. I have a pumpkin, which mm -hmm. is a darker orange. A matador, which is, like, super red. blood red. Looks like artificial blood, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then I have a J. Herbin Stormy Gray. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Roar and Klinger uh, Alt Gold Run. It's like oh, a green. Yeah, that's a favorite. And finally, a Karen Dash Idyllic Blue. Mm. So yeah, so I have all this stuff. And like my pen is inked with the um, Roar and Klinger. It's like a purple. I forget yep. the exact name. So I definitely am interested in that fountain pen thing because I've tried to temper my pressure myself and it's just it works for like five seconds and then you're just back to it slows down my writing and then I and that's another thing I was going to ask you because with fountain pens you can't write as fast as you would with like say a pencil or a pen oh shenanigans that's not true um, for me I feel like I couldn't like I feel like I would just I don't know well once once you get the um angle of the pen and the feeling of the pen I, my fountain pens keep up with my writing and I can scrawl 
um, just as fast with a fountain pen as I can with a with a pencil or gel ink or any other writing utensil. It's really a matter of the ink, the paper, and, and the pen itself. Like, so if your pen is not keeping up with you, then there's a flow problem, and that can be adjusted. Because your pen should okay. absolutely keep up with everything. Okay. I'm also worried about the drying time, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like then you you choose a you choose a different ink so that it dries faster. I mean, if your your ink is not drying fast enough, then you want to look at something like a diamine, or even like the Sailor Gentle ink, or Quink, or Parker, or looking at different inks. Like it will open up a whole different world of drying times because some inks will dry really fast, whereas like you know, um, I'm trying to think the J Urban um, Emerald of Shavor that dries really slow or my era shizuki dries more slowly it also depends on the paper that you're using if you're using a heavily coated paper like the tomoe river or um i'm trying to think of the other one what's the one that you like all the time the life notebooks yeah. and the namazine is that the that the other one what's the one that begins with an m uh memosine yeah yeah Okay, like those are coated, so your your paper's going. It's going to take longer for your ink to dry. So you just pick a less wet ink that dries more quickly, um, and it makes a big difference. To just picking different inks, and you usually have to test it out and see how quickly it's going to dry. Um, whereas, you know, like if I write in a composition notebook or in a, a UV journal, then my ink is going to dry relatively quickly, and it's not going to be a problem because those are absorbent papers. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Cause I also have a bunch of campus brand notebooks mm -hmm. and those, I just, when I got the fountain pen, I like wrote on those and it feels beautifully, mm -hmm. it feels beautiful, but it took over 10 minutes to dry. Holy that crap. Was, because the, the paper is not toothy. You're right. It's, it doesn't have any absorption qualities at mm -hmm. all. Like the ink just sat there. Right. Well, and so, that really slows you know. down your writing. If you're doing, if you're writing long form, that's yeah. just going to slow you down. The other thing that you can do is you can get a blotter sheet and you can interleave that between, between your pages of paper. And then you can flip the, flip the book or flip the page rather, and put that, have that blotter sheet in between and continue on the back side of the page. Um, so blotters can help some of that problem. Um, but, but if, then if you use a blotter, you lose a lot of the pretty sheen. And some of the reason for using a fountain pen is that, you know, the ink is so beautiful. Yeah. And so why ruin it by using True. a blotter? Yeah. Because I see sometimes you post stuff on Instagram and like it, it, the sheen or the iridescence of the ink is just so beautiful. I mm -hmm. would not want to give that up. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like some of my favorite notebooks are the ones that I took notes in class with my J. Urban um, Emerald of Shavor. And it's this sparkly, glittery gold color on top of green. And it's beautiful. And I'm writing silly class notes. Why give that up? Um, all right. So, so yeah, fountain pens are, I think, are wonderful for long form writing because you can... It, you can also get, you know, the ink cartridges, which you can write pages and pages and pages on one cartridge or in a, if you can use a converter, depending on the size of the converter, you can write a lot of pages with a converter or 
like some pens can be converted to eyedropper, which gives you even more ink capacity. I have a couple of pens that I've converted to eyedropper and they hold like three milliliters of ink. I don't even know how many pages that would be, but I'm pretty sure I could fill an entire composition notebook with that. Yeah. And that's the thing um, too, this, this pen that I've inked up, I've scribbled so much with it. Like I probably took like a, mm -hmm. a craft field notes, which is a bad, you know, representation of what it writes on paper, but I just wanted to play with it. I wanted to see what right. it felt like. And I filled the mm -hmm. whole thing up and it looks like I didn't even use any ink. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the echo has a huge ink capacity. It's really good for that. Yeah. No, I, I decided to go with it cause I like the plunger situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to mess and fiddle around with things. Um, I've yet right. to clean this pen, so I don't know how that goes, but it's easy. It cleans okay. relatively easily. Okay. So, um, so what about, oh, go ahead. what about gel pens? Do you use gel pens at all? I was just going to get to that. So <laughs> I've been really obsessed with the ink joy. Oh my God. Me too. I love that gel. Like, pen. I love the way ergonomically that's the most comfortable writing implement I've used mm. in a while because just the way the shape of the barrel is, it, mm -hmm. it makes it so my grip is just slightly different yep. because when I grip a pencil it, growing up, my parents always told me I, I held my pencil wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I put my middle finger and my pointer finger on the barrel of the pencil mm -hmm. and my thumb underneath those, you know, yep. whereas I find with the ink joy, I'm actually putting my, just my pointer finger and thumb on it and leaning the pen on my middle finger. Mm -hmm. So that lets up a little bit of the muscle tension that I get my hand i mean if you do that yourself you feel it instantly yeah so i really like the ink joy in fact i was considering using the ink joy to write my thesis because i like the way it feels on paper almost every paper i've used it on has been wonderful it glides it i like the fine point i it's just everything about it so Inkjoy is kind of my jam right now. Um, the one problem that I have with the Inkjoy, and I love, I love the Inkjoy. I love the flow. I love how it feels on the cheap, crappy paper we have at work, on the nice mm -hmm. paper in my notebooks, on it's nice on Tamoe River. I, I, I love it. My only problem with it is I blow through them like no one's business. Because I, I, the first one that I got was a black, so I could use it at work, and I uh -huh. literally blew through it in a week. So just to pause real quick, are you talking about the Inkjoy ballpoint pens? No, the gel. Okay. The gel. Yeah, okay. Because I have both. And okay, I want to make sure you're talking about the gel. I don't like the ballpoint. That's what I'm talking about. The ballpoint's about. horrible. The ballpoint's crap. Yeah. Um, the gel is the only Inkjoy worth using. Let's let's put that out there. The Inkjoy gel is the only Inkjoy <laughs> worth using. The rest are yeah. ink pain. Um, yeah, I just, like, I destroyed it in in a week. And, you know, it was a week where I, I had um, maybe five intakes. So I did 10, I mean, five comprehensive assessments, which are 10 pages of questions and answers. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, there is a whole assortment of other paperwork that I have to fill out with that intake. Yeah. So it's an enormous amount of writing yeah. in a, like a week's worth of time. Um, now, do you but, prefer to write or... Not that I want to do this, but like, can you just mm -hmm. type that stuff up? No. Okay, no. so you have to handwrite. Um, 
Right. So like the comprehensive assessment, yes, we have it on computer, but I don't always have access to computers oh, when okay. I do an intake. I see. So I have to write that. Some of the other paperwork, like um, uh, individualized action plans, mm -hmm. I can I do those on the computer, but I can also handwrite them. Okay. I prefer to do them on the computer because it's faster and easier for me to process the information rather than uh, writing it out. And there's also not enough room for me to write comfortably. The information, because I have to give a description, a clinical description of the client's symptoms in the first section. So, like, if I'm describing depression, I have to give an accurate description of their depression okay. or their anxiety, and I don't have enough room to handwrite that. So, anyway, that's that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I I don't, so, I don't, I don't remember where I was going with that. But, um, yeah, I, we do a ton of our paperwork in writing by hand because we literally don't have enough computers for every clinician to sit there with a client and say, Oh, okay. So tell me, why are you, why are you here today? What brought you to therapy? <laughs> yeah. And let me ask you some more invasive questions. Can you tell me about your trauma history? Uh, like, yeah. Uh, also, I find that doing that with a computer makes many clients who are not familiar with a computer very, very nervous. Well, um, that and like, Unless the client can see the screen of the computer, it, there's this point of detachment. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I felt that way even as a client. Like, if I can't see the computer screen, I'm like, all right, you're not even looking at my face. Right. And a lot of a lot of clinician setups don't have it so that the client can see the computer no. screen. And that's a best practice. Like, in, in our ethical guidelines, a best practice is allowing the client to see what you're typing if the client you know, if yeah. you're taking notes and that's not a reality in most offices is that, Correct. you know, you're not, you're not sitting side by side with the client. You're sitting face to face with the client. Mm -hmm. And if you need to see the screen, then the client can't see the screen. Yeah. Um, so I always, I prefer using a clipboard with, I generally use a fountain pen for, for my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I blow through ink joys like no one's business. So I've actually switched to using a Platinum Preppy okay. for my comprehensive assessments because it's not pretentious. It looks cheap. Yes. Um, but it performs really well. So I'm not I'm not walking in there with my Namisu Nova, which looks like a pretentious pen. Um I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bringing a really expensive pen to work. There's also using a nice expensive fountain pen in office setting. Um, I had a friend, a coworker one time and someone used his fountain pen and the, the nib both, I don't know what they're called, but like, Tines. yeah, they were pretty much split. Like <gasps> because someone pressed so hard. Luckily it wasn't a super expensive pen at all, but like that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Like, like when I bring my fountain pen with me to work, it stays in my pocket. I don't leave it on a desk. I don't leave it out where anyone could touch it because people do. They just grab a pen and then they see a fountain pen. Even if they don't know how to use it, they're going to try because it's a pen they need to write. And it looks kind of cool. And how can you screw up using a pen? Yeah. Well, you know, you can. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah. Um, quick question. Getting back to the. Sure. The paper mate. Joys, have mm -hmm. you used them at length? I haven't used them at length yet. I want to yes. know how long they last. Well, like like I said, I I blew through it in about a week. Like it was dead okay. after yeah, a week of use. Okay. So so, 
but you know it it worked beautifully from the moment i i hit i i, I clicked it to the moment it was complete like you could see that there was no more ink left in it it worked from the moment it it started until the moment it was completely dead there was no skipping there was no blobbing yeah it just worked perfectly the whole time nice so they're they're a great pen they did really really well with them unlike you know the rollerball version which is crap yeah um <clears throat> no, I need to I need to go around to some of the art stores and see if they sell them in open stock because like they have so many different kinds of blues. I would like to mm-hmm. see. Um... Staples had them in open stock at back to school, so I'd be I'd be looking for them around that time. Okay, which is about the time that I'll start to need them because mm. I I see on jet pens, but like computer screen colors are not the same as in person because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they have a bright blue. A blue and a slate blue. So, yep. I like I. Oh, that's that was a very loud vehicle. <laughs> um, I have the slate blue, and it's my favorite my favorite blue shade that they have. Yeah, it's I a actually really nice color. What I'm looking at on jet pens, I actually like it too. So yeah, um, it's good. So yeah, so that's for pens. Do you want to move on to paper? Absolutely. So, um, for me, for long form writing, I like lower cost i stick to i stick to lower cost items like composition notebooks i like finding the ub journals on sale they have a really nice smooth paper it's not fantastic for fountain pen but it's not horrible either but you know i got six of them for two bucks each um and so they have a nice hard cover and elastic um yeah they're they're like neon lime green uh-huh. but but they're they're actually kind of nice so and then standard spy. I don't do spirals, but standard spiral notebooks are really good too. Um, and then just printing off reams of paper with you know dots, line grids, and you can get really nice paper that's relatively inexpensive. So I I like doing the lower cost stuff. Yeah. For my my really long form writing. Yeah, I was gonna actually again getting back to my next year of writing. Um, <clears throat> I have such. I've struggled so much with this because I want something. And I think we've talked about this like off air, like just in general, Mm -hmm. finding the right notebook uh, to Mm. use. And spiral is totally out of the question because this is something that I want to hang on to. Right. Um, And spiral just no. (laughs) Um, And cost is another factor for me. I mean, I was on yeah. pens the other day cuz I, I love Japanese notebook paper. Like their standard notebook paper for their cheapo notebooks is amazing. Yep. But like it's expensive. And that's part yeah. due in part to importation and, you mm-hmm. know. So like I I got a bunch of notebooks added to my cart. It was almost $30. Yeah. That, so that's what they get. Yeah. Yeah, so like I'm, I've decided that I'm going to go with college rule composition notebooks from me. Mm-hmm. They they're stitch bound. Can I can I can I make a comment about me composition notebooks? Yes. Okay. Have they changed? Of all of all of the composition notebooks you could choose, Mead is probably the worst. See, I haven't used a composition notebook in probably fifteen or twenty years. So my suggestion, and this is what I did when I first got really into composition notebooks. I went to Staples and I bought every brand and I went to Staples. I went to Target. I went to Walmart. 
I went everywhere and I bought one of every brand. Okay. And I tested them with the pens, pencils, you know, everything that I was going to use on them. And mead paper is like blotter paper. It's going to soak up every ink you put onto it. Every fountain pen that I used on it feathered and bled through. I could only use one side of the page, which really doesn't bother me. That's what I do with my composition notebooks anyway, because I use the, the, the verso to make notes about the facing page. Yeah. Um, but the mead composition notebooks are the worst. The pages, I mean, not the pages, the paper's terrible. The covers are soft and flimsy and they like the stitching is not always centered. So don't do mead. (laughs) Well, like I said, when I used mead, it was in school and I never seemed to have a problem with them, but like anything else, as time goes on, corners are cut, Mm. costs are factored in, you know? Well, I wonder if maybe if the five star, because that was one that I didn't try. If there's a Mead five star composition notebook, that might be different. But because I just tried the, the, you know, plain off the shelf. I tried the fashion colors and then I picked up one with the poly, the plastic cover. Okay. And both had terrible paper. Whereas um, the Staples composition notebooks had much nicer paper. It was smoother. It's less toothy. And it stood up more to fountain pen use and gel ink. Okay. Nothing like it. Some of it still bled and soaked through, but it wasn't as bad as the mead. The mead. I actually have a review on my blog. I'll I'll link to in the show notes that kind of shows like all of like some of the stuff that I'm talking about with all the different um, brands. But yeah, the mead was always the worst unfortunately yeah so i'll do what you said though because composition notebooks are generally cheap yeah so to invest the 20 bucks or so to buy a bunch yeah uh, it would be worth it yeah for 20 bucks you'll get like a dozen notebooks and if i wait uh probably you know the end of august they're back to school sales anyway yeah, you'll be able to test them all out. Even, not even, I think they even start the back to school sales in July. Well, that's the <laughs> thing because different parts of the country, like I have friends who live in Florida, where mm-hmm. the kids are have been out of school, like get out of school in May, mm-hmm. and they start in August. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, when I worked at Target, we were setting up the um, seasonal section end of June, early July. Yeah, they do that here too. So yeah, so um. That is a good idea. So I'm definitely a fan of the lower cost items. I mean, this may, many people may not agree with me, but I feel like if you're writing something by hand, say writing a novel or writing a thesis or whatever, going really expensive to me doesn't seem to make sense. Well, you want to allow yourself to make mistakes and I always feel like if I have something really nice I don't want to make mistakes in it I want it perfect and that especially when I was writing my thesis that kind of like blocked me up because I didn't want to make a mistake because this was a really nice notebook and well crap now I made a mistake and everything's ruined (laughs) um but you know like when I when I switched over to composition notebooks it's they're just so cheap you know I was paying like 50 cents each for them and who cares if I ruin it? I, I don't. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like like I see in the show notes here, you have the mid-range and the higher yeah. end. 
I would never probably go higher end unless I was gifting somebody a journal yeah. and writing some stuff. Cause I've, I've gifted um, people journals where like I write on the first page, like something really nice and like, you know, deliberate, but mid range for me would be the things I would use to maybe keep a personal journal. Right. Um, like, yeah. So like mid range to me is like when you're journaling and even, I see journaling as something that's a long form writing project because you're, yes. you know, you might be doing, three, four, five pages a night, and it's sure, it's just journaling, but you're doing that across a long period of time. And that's the same as when you're writing a novel or any other long project. It's yeah. you know it's long. There's you're doing it for a long period of time. Um and like for me, like I have those mid range items. I use those for specific purposes. Like mm -hmm. I have my Baron Fig confidant, my my metamorphosis, which is my my book journal, my book book, like we talked about last week. Um, and I, I, now that I've started using it as my book book, it, um, I'm really loving it. So I, I'm, I'm ruined. I, I'm going to need to have another confidant at some point. And I yeah. can't wait to see what their next limited edition is because I really dig it. Um, but like the higher end to me is for something really special. Like, like you said, like gifts or things like that. Um, I actually have a, nanami's the standard okay um so it's a it's it's got to it's what is it almost 500 pages of tomoe river paper in a sort of a soft cover like the clutch mm -hmm. but it's it's like a linen texture and then okay. it's in, inside a slip case and i've been trying and trying to figure out what i'm going to do with this thing and i realized i i have the perfect project for it i'm going to all right, so this is, dare I, like, I've already admitted how nerdy I am on this podcast oh, already. So We're all um, nerds. <laughs> I'm planning on rewatching Buffy again. Nice. And I want to do, so I've also talked about my TV journal in the past, yes. and I want to journal about every episode. Okay, that's not um, nerdy. It's that, come on, I'm journaling about Buffy. It's hey, nerdy. Please. I'm playing, like, role-playing games by myself. <laughs> Oh god. So so yeah, so I I'm going to use my the standard um although it's blank, I'm going to have to create like some dot grid to go behind each page cuz it's it's got the thinner it's A5. Each, if I use one page for every Buffy Buffy episode, I'll fill it. Okay. Um so um that's how but like I have to have a special project for those higher end things and it's less long form. I mean it's long form. But Yeah. It's not like I'm not like writing a novel where yeah. I'm worried about making mistakes. Like this is like, oh, I'm just going to write my thoughts. I'm going to give a synopsis of the episode. And then what do I think about it? How does this work in the Buffy universe? Like I'm going to get some, some nerdiness in there about it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that's, that's cool. Not too nerdy. I mean, in fact, with my, uh, my summer of relaxation, I mean, part of the, the summer I want to, play the games I've neglected, the board games, the video games, and besides, um, you know, playing the tabletop RPGs, I've been playing video games, and one of the games I play, uh, Skyrim, is such a huge open-ended role-playing game that you have to take notes. Um, like, where things are, what, you know, who's this, who said something, and, you know, where this item is. So I found... But I found that um, 
you know, it'd be cool to, instead of just scribbling stuff on random paper, it'd be cool to like do it in a journal and then like look back and be like, Hey, that's really cool. This is like a little lab notebook of video game notes, you know? So, so yeah, like, I mean, I don't think though I would ever use a higher end journal for me personally, because I don't finish journals. <laughs> so then unless you have a journal with removable pages, um, I feel like I'd ruin it. Well, yeah, that's like the same when I, when I, I've had this, this, the standard, um, in my hands for six months okay. and I, it's beautiful. I've, I've fondled it <laughs> and I've caressed it and I've made it mine. Um, but at the same time, like I tested some, some pens and pencils in the back pages of it. At the same time, I was like, I, I can't use this. It's too gorgeous. It's too nice yeah. because I'm afraid of ruining it. And I'm certain, even though it's 500 pages and I could certainly write a novel in it. Um, it's too nice for me to make mistakes. In Correct. It. So I had to come up with a very specific usage like the Buffy diaries mm -hmm. to, to, <laughs> to be your watcher diaries. It, it, well, yeah, kind of. Cause uh, um, just to fill you in Lenore, I've, I've got this beautiful journal that my purpose for it is going to be when I rewatch Buffy, I'm going to journal about each episode. Oh, brilliant. Do you know what you need to do though? Is you need to borrow somebody's kid. <laughs> and watch it with a kid. I wonder Yeah, because I am so enjoying in fact, tonight I'm when when we're finished here, I'm mm -hmm. gonna go watch another ep you know, season three episode of Buffy with my daughter. That's so cute. I love that. It's really fun watching it with somebody who hasn't seen it before. Yeah. And my kid is genre savvy, so we finished um we finished episode or we finished season two. Mm -hmm. And we got out the DVDs for season three. And she goes, Angel's dead. Why is he on the box for season three? <laughs> I'm like, well, Spoiler. you know, and then of course the first couple episodes, he comes up in dream sequences. So, you know, yeah. and so, um, yeah. So <laughs> she knows that people don't stay dead if they're on the box. <laughs> ah, she picks up on these things. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean that's hey man, teach throne. I mean there ain't no shame in journaling about a TV show and the Tamo River Journal. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> why not? Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about technique before we wrap yeah. up. Um, you talked a little bit, Lenore, about what I call the Steinbeck, which is my preferred technique, yeah. which is where you sharpen a dozen or so pencils and then you just pick up a fresh one when one gets dull. Um, yeah, I find that keeps my flow going really mm -hmm. well. Yes. Um, and I, it, if I, especially if I'm in the middle of a scene, I don't want to stop and sharpen. Yeah. Um, when I'm journaling, I use the other, what I call the sharpen as needed, um, where <laughs> yes. I will like, I'll, I'll use one pencil and I'll stop and I'll sharpen and I'll use that as a moment to think and reflect about what I'm writing about. Um, so like, I see those, those techniques as, as two, two spectrums, like two ends of the spectrum in yeah. terms of, of long form writing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I remember a few times when I was writing my dissertation and I was of course composing everything on the computer. I didn't, mm. I didn't write any of it out 
longhand because, um, you know, it was, it was uh, some of it was actually transcribing things that were already in my lab notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, in my field, the dissertation isn't the work. The dissertation is the record of the work. Right. And um, I remember that kind of feeling of being so deeply into the writing and into the flow of it that I would be really pissed about having to stop to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I you know um because you know you're so into it and and hours go by as you're doing this when you're really when you're really kind of in the in the current of that um in the flow of the sap right and uh having to stop can be really disruptive to that you know having to go find some taco bell (laughs) (laughs) to get you through can be very, very disruptive to that process. So yeah, I know what you're talking about and I don't do any kind of long form writing in my life at this time that requires that. But I, um, I do find it to be kind of a contemplative exercise when I'm thinking about something to pull out a bunch Mm of pencils and sharpen them up. Yeah, it really does. You know, it gives you that con the, what do they say? The contemplative moment. I also do the Steinbeck thing, um, just because, again, it messes with flow. Mm. Even when I took my final exam, which I did in pencil, I sharpened six or so pencils because because I, I don't use a sharpener mm-hmm. that catches the, yeah. the shavings. That's another issue, because the way we do exams at my school, right. they're self-administered, so there's designated classrooms we can go into, and like they're usually full of random students and you just go sit down or whatever. So it's not really conducive to me getting up all the time or sharpening onto a piece of paper. So having those pencils at the ready was really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, also, for like, sure. you know, speaking of technique, I don't know if this falls into technique, but the setting is also very important for me. Like, I'm not talking about like, being holed up in your office and like, you know, door shut, everything's quiet, mood lighting. More of like, do you lay all of your tools out and just have this like, like I find that, that when I'm writing something, I have my sharpener, my eraser, my pencils. So my other side, I may have, you know, the, the books or whatever I'm working with. And then I have my pencil case with some highlighters and everything. And I like to have everything in its spot before I start writing. So I'm in this little bubble of organization and it just sets the mood for me. So. Mm. So yeah, I don't, I have, I have a pencil cup that has my sharpened pencils and then I have a pencil cup for my dull pencils. Um, and then if I need it, I have my pencil sharpener out and then, and then my notebook, but I don't, I don't, I don't have like an organizational, I mean, if you could see my desk, <laughs> I will never show a picture of my desk online because it's such a, uh, hmm, I can't, I can't, I can't really say what it is. It's chaotic. It's chaotic. There's crap everywhere. I, and is that why you haven't invited me over yet? Well, <laughs> no, but the next time no, there's all over, kinds of reasons. We did do a blitz clean of the house. You, you can definitely come in the house. But also because my dogs are buttheads. My, uh, one of our dogs is part chihuahua and he's ultra aggressive. 
Oh, Christ. Um, so you have to be comfortable with an aggressive dog to come in. I am. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now that we've had that discussion, you could come on over. And I know all about body language and eye contact. I mean, um, I just learned from being bit so many times. He so. responds best to aggressive personalities. Like, he is super submissive to me and my dad because we're aggressive. He well, is... Hello. Like, you and I are the same person. <laughs> I, I think I'll do fine. You'll be fine. Uh, but, like, so, like, this weekend when we had cust- uh, guests over... One of the people, one of the women he was fine with, he was like, yeah, I'll get up in your lap, I'll roll over, I'll let you, like, pet me. The other woman who was not as aggressive, yeah. he barked at the entire Ugh. time. Oh, it, it was really stressful. So he was, he ended up locked in the office for a while. <laughs> so anyway, so let's wrap this up. Um, I do want to give a few shout outs to people. Um, I just want to take a moment and thank everyone for their supportive words um, in the comment section of the website and the Facebook group, which if you haven't been to, um, we'll link it in the show notes. You should really check out the Facebook group. We've had some really fascinating discussions on there. Um, And it's just so wonderful to get so much support from the community, from the pencil people, from the pen people, from the paper people. (laughs) Y'all, you're just so awesome. And it really, like, I think, I don't know, it helps keep us going to get such good feedback. So I just want to give a quick thanks to everyone who continues to support us and comment and who have joined the Facebook group. Yeah, I hope we're making something that you really love. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, so Tina, Jan, Mary, Kimet, Hannah, Anne, Melissa, Michael, Cliff, Andy, Richard, John, and Brad. Thank you for being part of our community, being so much fun on the group. And, and like Lenore said, I really hope we continue to make something that you enjoy. But, you know, if you don't enjoy it, we enjoy hanging out with one another. So we're not going to stop anytime soon because yeah. I'm having a great time. I mean, we've sat around now for an hour and a half and, um, well, we would say this in May, shot the shit. And, you know, I'm going to have to bleep that out. But I've had a great time talking to you guys and I'm really glad people are listening and enjoying it. Um, so anyway, you can find us online. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com or on Facebook, and I'll link that in the show notes. Um, you can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, and Instagram and Twitter as Original LC Harper. D, where can they find you? So, uh, weeklypencil.com is my blog. Uh, on Facebook, you can find me at the Weekly Pencil, and on Instagram and Twitter, you can also find me at the Weekly Pencil. I, I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lenore? Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can find me through the Erasables group or through the RSVP group. All right. And so that's the um, that's the episode. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Thanks. Until next time.